Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. This is episode 1,999. <laughs> we're right at 2,000. Isn't that crazy? I tell you. Well, we're in the book of Acts. And so we're in the second chapter of Acts. And we left off in the previous episode at verse 13. So let me back up verse 12. Remember what was going on? They were praying in the upper room, 120 of them. The Holy Spirit moved upon them. It came upon them as in flames of tongues. Remember that? Tongues of fire. And they all continued, verse 12 says, in amazement and great perplexity to one another, saying, what does this mean? That doesn't mean it was the disciples that were amazed and perplexed, perplexed, though they probably were. But it's talking about the Jewish people that saw this. But then others among the Jewish people were mocking and saying, they are full of sweet wine. Now, verse 14. But Peter, taking his stand with the eleven, raised his voice and declared to them. So Peter comes out. They're outside the house now. There's all these people gathered all around. They'd heard all this ruckus. Perhaps they heard the sound as of a mighty rushing wind. I don't know. But I do know that they heard people proclaiming the things of the kingdom of God. Remember what they were doing. They were speaking of the mighty deeds of God. And they were doing it in the language of the people standing out there. So if you spoke one language in your native tongue, you were hearing somebody speaking that language of your native tongue, even though they didn't know it. So you talk about a cacophony of sound, right? So Peter comes out, and I love this, taking his stand with the eleven. Taking his stand with the eleven. Now remember, this is the same Peter that had denied the Lord just uh, couple months before, we'll put it that way, okay? A few weeks before. This is also the same Peter that Jesus had said would be the one that would lead the disciples after he was restored. This is the same Peter that Jesus restores at the end of John when he says, go feed my sheep, go lead my sheep. So he comes out taking his stand with the 11, which means that the 11 supported what Peter was saying, that they are all in one accord here. But Peter's the one speaking. And so he raised his voice. He had to be very loud. You'd have to be shouting this for people to hear. And he declared to them. So it's a declarative statement in a raised voice. And he says this, Men of Judea and all you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words. So he's addressing the people of Jerusalem because he's in Jerusalem. And he's saying, men of Judea, doesn't mean he's not talking to the women. He's talking to everybody. And he says, I got something to say to you. Let it be known to you. So listen to my words. Give heed to my words. First of all, he deals with the false accusation. Remember, we saw it just a moment ago where people were mocking and saying they're filled with sweet wine. And he deals with that from the get-go. Verse 5, he said, for these men are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day. <laughs> Can I stop right there? Halfway through the sentence at the end of the verse, right? He didn't come along and say, these men are not drunk right here because it goes against our creed and our covenant that hangs on the wall in our church gathering that we would never drink. Okay? He doesn't say that at all. No. He says they're not drunk because it's too early in the morning is what he says. 
He says, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. That's the third hour. These men aren't drunk because it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. It's too early to be drunk. <laughs> and, you know, there's, 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 that's true. You know, that's true. So he, he wasn't going to have anything. He wasn't going to quibble over teetotaling this or teetotaling that. Then he cuts the chase. He says, it's only the third hour of the day, but this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. And so Peter's saying, no, this right here is the fulfillment of something. Now, how did Peter know this? I think that Peter knew it because the Lord had revealed it to him. Also, I think this is part of the um, standing with the 11, okay, that they were all together. Perhaps they all realized, hey, somebody said, this right here is what's going on. Peter, likely, this is what was spoken of in the prophet Joel. And I want you to notice something here because this is this, this, not a real long passage, but it might take us a couple episodes to get through it. Uh, Peter's declaration here, what we'd call his sermon. Let's not call it that. He's just saying some things. He's declaring words to them, and he told them to give heed to him. He quotes the Old Testament a lot. He quotes uh, Joel, and he quotes, quotes David. And I think we would do well to give heed to this. Too often people stand up and teach, or they stand up and speak, or they stand up and say they preach. And they don't use the Word of God. They will use the Word of God as a pretext to leap from wherever that Word is to where they want to go. And quite often, even that is a nightmare, and it's just cringeworthy. I mean, I don't know how many times I sit there and go, hey, I know, you know, there's several other verses that would have worked a lot better with what you really wanted to say. And they're not applying the Scripture. They're not teaching the Scripture or anything. What Peter is doing is here, he is giving... Um, uh, application of the prophetic word of Joel and of David in a moment, and saying this is the fulfillment of this. Now, what's wild is it's not the complete fulfillment, particularly with this Joel passage. He's going to state it, and he quotes the scripture. He quotes the scripture, and part of it is fulfilled at this moment, but there's another part of it that is yet to be fulfilled. And here we are, some two thousand years removed from that, and it's still not fulfilled. But Peter is. Uh, uh, he's treating it as if it has been fulfilled. It is fulfilled, though it is yet to come. So here's what he said from Joel, Acts 2, 17. And this actually comes from, I think it's the second chapter of Joel. Let me click. Yeah, the second chapter of Joel, verses 28 through 32. Here's what he says. Peter speaking Joel. And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind, literally means all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Now, let's just stop there for a moment and think about this. Look what he says. It shall be in the last days. So often people say, are we living in the last days? Uh, it depends on what you mean by the last days and what portion of the last days. Peter is declaring right here, hey, this is what's going on in Joel. And then he quotes Joel and says it will be in the last days. So Peter's given a point of, of defining the last days from the time when they were in right here, what we call the day of Pentecost. And that's true. You go read Hebrews and you'll see a passage there that talks about when Jesus came in the flesh. It was the beginning of the last days. And so there's several places that define the last days. When we hear of last days, we're always thinking about uh, future events yet to come. 
yeah, even in our lifetime. And that's true. There are some things that will be last days that are yet to come. But Peter is quoting Joel here, and he's saying that in the last days, I'm going to pour forth my spirit. And Peter's going to tell them later, and we'll get to it in a couple episodes, that this thing that they're seeing right here is the pouring forth of the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit, according to this verse right here, out of Joel and out of Acts, Joel 2 and Acts 2, the Holy Spirit will be poured forth on all mankind, all flesh, okay, all mankind, regardless of caste or trade or anything like that. Your sons, your daughters, your young men, your old men, your young sons, your young your sons and your daughters will prophesy. They'll speak forth the truth. They'll proclaim truth of things even yet to come. Your young men shall see visions. In other words, they're going to see things, things yet to come, things in the future. Your old men shall dream dreams. You know, I love that because there's something about that that I have yet to get my mind wrapped around. Of that picture of old men dreaming dreams. Because usually dreamers, we're thinking of them dreaming about what can be and what is yet to come. And I think that's entirely true right here. It'll probably be dreaming dreams. I mean, I know I'm in that situation where you dream dreams about things that are yet to come and that will be that you likely will not experience yourself here on earth, but your progeny will. What are we doing to prepare them for? There's a lot of things right here. But gosh, my time is up. We'll have to pick it up on the next episode, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you then. Goodbye.